0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Leadership in Construction Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and today we're going to continue the discussion around communication. I hear it all too often that people um that we lead don't follow through with the expectations or the quality that we're accustomed to or we're expecting and when i hear this from other people i ask a few questions to really sort of understand where the failure is coming from um is the failure coming from the person doing the work or does the person doing the work understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how to do it. And it sounds simple, but it is so fundamental. And most of the time, people are missing out crucial steps in order to make sure that the people that they lead are set up to succeed. So we we need to really focus on making sure people are set up to succeed. Last week, we talked about listening and how important listening is and... Um, and, and why we need to listen and understand other people's perspectives and what makes them tick, what are their values, what's their purpose, why have they come into the construction industry, why have they joined this organization, why are they part of this team? It's important that we understand that first before setting tasks um, and, and trying them to try and set them up to succeed. Really got to understand um, how they're motivated and what takes, makes them tick. So um, in this episode, I'm gonna uh, give you six steps in which to uh, ensure that you set the people that you lead up to succeed. And if you follow these steps properly, then you will find that the people that you lead will not fail. I want to add that failure is fine because it's all part of learning, but we can't be surprised, we can't judge, we can't ridicule if people fail and we haven't set them up to succeed. If we set them up to succeed and they fail, we've missed a step or they've missed something we've not understood. And so what we can ask ourselves in that scenario, well, what was it that, that didn't work on this time? And identify that and then improve it for the next time. So this isn't a foolproof plan and it's not to say that failure is bad. This is the steps that are necessary to take in order to make sure that you set people up to succeed and give them the best chance to succeed. Um, and if you don't follow through these, steps and and people continue to fail uh, and and not deliver your quality that you can't be upset with them that's the point i want to make so those six steps that i want to sort of go through the first thing is to connect people with the why the purpose okay so this is why you need to listen first you need to understand what motivates them why they do this job why they got into this industry in the first place you know what are their interests what what's their personal life like in terms of, you know, what's the family situation, because these are all motivators in terms of how well they're going to perform. So you really need to understand all that before you can really set tasks. Now, when you need to connect people with their values of this project, this task or whatever, you need to, you can do it on a macro scale. You know, this is the vision of the organization. This is the vision of the project. This is what we're going to get to in 10, 15, 20 years time. That's on a macro scale, which is fine. And sometimes that's enough for a lot of people. They can see how they fit in to the bigger picture. But sometimes you have to also do that on a micro scale, on a day-to-day. Every time you set a task, you can't miss out the first fundamental step, which is connect the person to the task, the purpose, the why we're doing this. So on a micro scale, it might look like, you know, why are we putting the effort in to make sure that this service trench is the best service trench we've ever designed or the best bit of road we've ever built or the best foundation has been ever been built why are we taking that effort why is this worth our time we really have to connect that purpose that why to the activity and the task so when i've had this scenario in the past and we've tried to design some service trenches they're not the most interesting or exciting thing to design but i still had to connect why we're doing it why it's worth our time with the individual, so they can kind of connect that with themselves Okay, this is the purpose for doing this. So we went through some exercises of why, why is this designing this trench, this service trench worth our time? Oh, because you know, the contractor needs to know how to design it. No. Why is it worth our time? Why are we doing this? Why are we making this trench the best trench that has ever been designed? Um, because you know the client's paying us a lot of money. No, completely missing the point. We're building this trench to make sure it's the best trench, the service trench that's ever been built so that it never goes down. It never fails. So that the Mr. Jones who sat on the bus on this road that is not going to get caught up in traffic because it's failed for the seventh time and, and someone needs to come fix it. Mr. Jones just wants to get on the bus and get to work or get to home or wherever he's going. Uh, so we need to make sure that service trench is going to be the best it's ever going to do to make his life better, to make his life more convenient so that it doesn't fail every Sunday and completely throws out the rest of his week. That's why we want to connect. That's why we want to build this trench to be the best service trench it's ever been, to make that person's life easier, to make that person's life better. Maybe to bring fibre optics to houses that never had it and have always been using dial-up instead of broadband. These are the sort of things that we need to connect on the scale, on the day-to-day task. Why are we doing it? The next point the next step is to be clear and concise about the message about the task and i've had it sometimes where people have just regurgitated words at me and this is what i want you to do and expecting me to memorize that expecting me to take notes i'm sorry i'm dyslexic and whilst The regurgitation of information is really great. I'm missing everything because I'm not able to write it down in notes. I'm not able to understand exactly what you're you're talking about, the specific part of the site you're on about, the specific part of the project. What was that stakeholder's name again? I'm completely missing it. That's not the person you're leading's responsibility to ensure that they get the message. It's the leader's responsibility to make sure that the message is received properly and that sometimes means having to do it in several ways so you might do it in a presentation so it's a visual you might do it in written text like an email or a letter or some points you know or MS teams in some way that's written so maybe like a tick list uh, an audio you know just being able to talk talk it through so that understand and talk about what's been what the task what the actions what needs to be done um so there's this, this you've got to communicate that clear concise message in different forms so that it's understood by everybody if you're if you're communicating it to a team of people not everybody's going to understand things in a different way. Say so I'm, I'm dyslexic but i might be working in a team with other people that aren't some they might get it straight away or I might get it straight away and they're fucking behind the and it's not their responsibility to understand you it's your responsibility to make them uh, make sure they've received the message so clear concise message and make sure it's communicated in different forms visual text audio pigeon whatever but it needs to be done in several different forms the third item is and this is probably the most important step and this is perhaps where lots of people start to fall down is give examples of what you think good looks like you have to contextualize what your desired performance is so whether it's digging a trench or designing a new road or, or whatever it might be okay i know i love talking about trenches but that's just a very basic sort of civil engineering dirty thing i can think of but that's what i'm trying to say is you need to find that example of what you're expecting what you think good looks like and give that example to the person you're leading or you're setting that task or that person or that team you're setting that task to. So, you know, in my world, in design, if it's designing um, a new curb layout on a new drawing, um, I would go and get an example of what I think looks great and what I know the client wants to see. And that's an example, we've done another job, here's the PDF, here's the CAD drawing, here's where you can go and find it if you can't get my email. This is the example of what I'm expecting. Go through the example, look, get up some of the key points, look at the notes, the notes, these are the kind of notes that I want on this new drawing. These are the kind of line types I want, it shown, in the colours I want to be seen. And the job, obviously, the, the individual is trying and take that example and adapt it to the new scenario. But they've got something contextualised of what they're expecting to achieve. It's not a complete enigma to them, they can see, that's what i'm meant to achieve that's what the gold-plated standard is that's what i'm striving for i can finish my work and compare it next to the good example and see if i'm meeting it that's hugely important and if you don't if you don't if you don't go and grab the information for yourself and give it to the people that you're needing to go to, to show them and even just to maybe talk it through them they're never going to to contextualize it it's no good that good example being sat on a server somewhere or being on a completely different site to you, you've got to go and grab that information and say, hey, look, this is a really great example of something I want to be built. Here you go. So really, really important. Make sure you contextualize the desired performance. The fourth step, and again, this is another key, key step, is set expectations. You know, agree times, agree deadlines. It's no good if a client's deadline is, is, you know, tomorrow and this is a job that's going to take four weeks that's got to be really appreciated you've got to really understand if the job's going to take four weeks but it's you know the deadlines tomorrow then it's it's not going to work and 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 the quality is going to obviously suffer so that's important that expectations are clear and the expectations have got to be two-way so as a leader i might say i want this next week the people and my subordinates, uh, the people I'm leading, they've got to really tell me if that's ambitious or if that's realistic or not. And I've got to be paired to meet them in the middle. The client's goals or the contractor's goals, yes, the deadlines are important, but we've got to be honest with ourselves if we're going to be honest with our clients and, and really, you know, set those expectations, you know. So set expectations, set expectations for time and also for quality. So. A lot of people will often hear me saying, going through these steps, giving the piece of work and then saying, I don't expect this to come back perfect first time. I'm expecting it to come back with some errors that when I see this for the first time, we're going to talk through, look at some of the things that maybe you might be able to improve on, compare it to that example that we had that looked good and, and set further actions Sometimes people can get caught up in trying to make things perfect, that they don't come back to you and say, I'm still working, it's not quite perfect now. I'm not expecting perfection, I'm expecting something that we can talk around and we can discuss. So expect, um, set expectations of time, set expectations of quality. The fifth, we're nearly there. The fifth item is uh, arrange check-ins. So if a, if a task is gonna be like five, days or five weeks agree up front when are we going to come back together just to check in on progress make sure that you're still happy you're still understanding what the tasks you're hitting the goals it's a check-in it's not a check-up it's not a scrutinize and it and if we agree together it's not a surprise when i come and spring it on you where's that drawing how's that drawing going have you finished that drawing yet or you know have you dug that trench yet okay they agree when I'm going to check in. So this can be five days, right? You know, Monday, yes, it's going to be complete on Friday. Great. Should we set up a call, say Wednesday, just to see how you're getting on? Then they're expected to call Wednesday, just so that when you come to them to say, how's that going? How's that task going? They've expected the check-in. It's not come out of the blue and they don't feel under pressure. So it's known. So you've really got to arrange the check-ins if it's over a period of months or whatever, you might do three or four. Let's set up weekly meetings, let's set up fortnightly meetings, just checking on progress. Only needs to be 10, 15 minutes long, just to see how you're getting on. That's it. The final step before you can set someone on their way to achieve a task and succeed is to identify blockers. That's really, again, your job as a leader to listen. So, and ask questions, listen to, to some of the issues that they may have. Maybe they haven't done this task before, so they're not completely confident on it. That might mean you need to give them a bit more support. Um, there might be another deadline that's coming in the way. There might be some other work that needs to be done before they can do there. But you've got to identify blockers and limit or reduce or remove those blockers. If those if, if if there's blockers in the way from achieving all that you've just talked about, the expectations, the quality, and all that kind of stuff, then you're never going to get them to succeed. So you need to, with them, identify blockers. Is the holiday coming up? Is the university deadline that you're working on? Is there other deadlines, other project commitments? Is there someone's birthday coming up? It's serious. What are the blockers? What's going to get in our way that's going to achieve this task? Let's identify those and let's mitigate. Like we would do any sort of risk, mitigate or eliminate or reduce whatever. Fundamental. Those six steps, you're going to help the people that you're leading for success. So as a quick recap, connect people with the purpose, the task. Why are we doing this? Why is it important? Clear, concise message. And then delivered in different forms visual audio written make sure that it's your responsibility to make sure that people get the message they receive the message not the other way around not people's responsibility to just understand what you said how you said it your responsibility to make sure that the message received and received for all and in different forms give examples of what good looks like contextualize what the the quality of the performance that you're expecting, what you want them to achieve, set expectations of time and expectations of quality. I'm not expecting this to be the finished article. I'm expecting this to be the first draft What we're going to sit and discuss. I want this done in a week. It's going to be four. You've got to really manage expectations internally between you and your team before you can go out and expect and manage those expectations with the client. And just not wanting to deviate too much, but if you agree expectations with the client that, oh, we're gonna deliver this in a week, and then you come to your team and your team can't deliver that in a week, it's not gonna work. You have to do the other way around. You have to agree the deadlines and the timescales with your team first, and then explain that to your client. That seems counterintuitive for most people within the infrastructure industry, um, but it's the only way that we will succeed and anybody will succeed. Fifth, arrange your check in sessions. When are you going to check in to check on your progress? Finally, identify blockers, remove the risk, eliminate the risk, reduce the risk to remove as many blockers out of everybody's way in order for them to be able to focus on this task. So I really hope that this has been of value to you. If you do find this value, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Uh, follow me on LinkedIn, uh, like this video comment um but you know i thank you for your support and i really do hope it brings you value and i look forward to speaking to you again in another week's time